You're listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 112. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures mate for life. But isn't that, like, cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. I was just saying that I feel like you have a phone sex voice when you want to. But so does Amanda. And yeah. I think all women have the ability to have a phone sex voice when they want to. It's just unleashing that like deeper, slower tone. And you can really make anything sound sexy. Like I went to the grocery store today and I socially distanced with my mask. Like you can make anything sound sexy. So do men have phone sex voices? Is that a thing? I don't know if I've ever heard anybody refer to a male phone sex voice. I don't think it's masculine phone sex voice. A masculine phone sex voice. I think that is more like when you start thinking of the like sexy man voice that's like the deep, hey, baby, why don't you come back? Like the the Marvin Gaye. So like Avi who used to be in Pentatonix? Yes. Avi Kaplan? Yes. Like that, hey, baby, come back to my place. But if that was on the phone, so if Avi Kaplan was on the phone with you, would that be sexy? No, no. Pretty much any men on the phone with me wouldn't be very sexy. Okay. But would it be sexy on the phone for some people? Yes, or is yes. that only an in-person or singing? Or That's what I'm saying. Like, have you ever had a conversation with anybody about a masculine phone sex voice? Like, people talk about phone sex voices all the time. But I'm thinking, and I don't think I've ever heard, like, anybody talk about a masculine voice and be like, oh, that's a phone sex voice. I don't think so either. But I think really it's one of those things where folks think of, oh, you have a sexy voice. But then they're like, it's like that singer what is that called when you're like, you got the music on, it's like the mute music voice, that sort of thing. Mm, DJ? Uh, no. Radio announcer? I said it, like a, like a singer, but I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. Bass? No. Like, I'm taking you back to my place. I'm going to bring the lights down low and I'm going to put the song on so that way I can, I want to say marinate, but that's not the right word. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what you're saying. Is it like serenade or? Serenade? Yeah. Yeah. That's a word. That's the word I'm looking for, I think. Like when you like try to put person in the mood. Maybe. So yeah, I I feel like it's more of the the serenade voice. Okay. I guess besides phone sex voices, what has been going on in our world? A, it's cold and it's time to look at moving, but we can't do that until man cub is at least out of Physical school? Yeah. Like physical school, which this year might actually not be the whole school year, but we're ready for that shit. Oh my God. Yeah. He's only got one class right now that he actually has to go into school for, and it ends pretty soon, actually. We've had lots of contractors in our house because we're trying to get some crap fixed. 
I don't think anything went weird with any of that. No. I think they're all people who have been in our house and know we're weird already. And aside for that, nothing with what we had done went horribly wrong. A lot of times whenever we start to do anything with this house, the the fixing creates more problems than the problem that was originally supposed to be getting fixed. So it actually went really well. It's never fun to have people in your space taking up room and particularly with trying to be like conscious with COVID and all of that. It was a bit stressful, but all in all, it went, it went very well. And I think the other big thing that's happened, not necessarily since the last podcast we recorded, but that we haven't talked about yet because last podcast we were talking about so much other shit is I've come on full time with you at Touch of Flavor. Yes, which has been really exciting. Yeah. So Cassie's been doing this and coaching non-monogamous people and helping them build their dream relationships full time for a long time. And it's something I've been doing gradually more and more. Two years ago, I had a big job shift. Those of you who have listened to me probably know that I worked as a detective for a long time. And two years ago, yeah, two, two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. I actually made a shift to like a consulting job where I was, my schedule wasn't nearly as crazy. And then I've been doing a lot more, but it really got to where I was carrying like two full-time jobs, helping our clients, coaching them, coming up with material for people, teaching classes, all that kind of stuff. And then also doing my day job. And it got to be too much. Yeah. So I'm what, as of like, well, when we're recording this podcast, well, well, let's say as of mid-October, I'm actually on with you full-time, helping you transform people's relationships. And I am super thrilled to be doing that. And it's great to have you like totally focused here because I'm excited to see what that does as far as the support for our fans and our clients and all the folks we get to touch. Yeah, it's like you take like, the best support that's available for transforming relationships already. And you make that even better. What does that look like? Exactly. Right. So, and cool project. So I'll let you folks know about it. And this will probably be done by the time you get this podcast. So part of me switching, one of the first projects that we've launched into is to really come up with a training to walk polyamorous folks step by step through how to create their dream relationship and really just taking the most important principles that we've learned over the last, God, how many years of doing this? I don't even know. Like the last lots of years of doing this. We have a training that we've been doing for, I don't know, maybe like two years now that we've been doing that people absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. But we decided it was really time to update it because again, we've just learned even so much more in the last two years and just gotten so much more powerful in helping people navigate through the trouble and the stress and the loss of connection and the bad communication and any place that they're stuck and really getting into that dream relationship. And so I'm super excited taking this opportunity and having this to actually completely revamp a new training for you folks and really just put out something that's going to absolutely blow your minds. And I'm just really excited to like work with you on it and have it be like the first big project that we're doing together with you being here full time. 
Yeah, so it's gonna be absolutely fantastic. You should definitely watch it. It's going to be it's gonna be free and it'll be more powerful than probably any of the paid stuff that you've gotten on how to transform your relationships and how to bridge that gap between where you're at and your dream relationship. And it will be out by the time that you're listening to this podcast, partially just because by telling you this, I'm guaranteeing it has to be done by then. So that's also <laughs> good. And you'll be able to watch that. Just go to atouchofflavor.com forward slash A-O-R, like amazing open relationships because that's what the link for the old training was and why change it. We'll just update it. So a touch of flavor.com forward slash AOR. And you should be able to hop right into that training. Like I said, it's going to blow your mind. So absolutely check out that training. It is going to be very transformational. And if you're someone who's non-monogamous, it is a must have for your relationship. So I do think it's about time for us to hop into our subject of the day, which is something we get a lot of questions about. Folks come to us and they say, hey, I really want my relationship to change and I don't know if I can do it on my own. So today we're going to talk about why one person can change a relationship. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. All right, so the question that we wanted to tackle tonight is can one person change a relationship? And the reason that we wanted to tackle this is because this is perhaps one of the most common questions that we get. And so we really wanted to talk about it because like I said, this is a really common situation. And maybe this is a situation you're in or a friend is in where you're in a relationship and you're stuck in this place of of wondering if you can make changes there on your own. And, you know, we know that that's a really, really difficult place to be and an even more difficult place to not have an answer to that question. So like I said, like I, this is a really difficult place to be because when, you know, and, and what this looks like is when you're in this place where your relationship is not where you want it to be. And maybe it's really suffering. Maybe you're arguing. Maybe you two are disconnected and you feel like you've fallen out of love. Or maybe you're in a place where it seems like you want really different things. And maybe maybe this relationship's getting to a point where you feel like it, it's coming to a breaking point. And a lot of times when we talk to people in these situations where they're like, can one person fix it? Things have gotten to that point, right? Like where if things don't change, we're coming to an end. And when you're in that spot where like you realize things desperately need to change in your relationship, and especially when you realize that if that doesn't happen, like your relationship might end and you might, you're going to lose this person that you love and that you've spent years with and that you've built a life with and you've invested your time and your energy and your passion into, and you have this, this amazing connection with each other when things are great and you're in that spot and you really want to make changes and you're ready to and you're ready to do it and you know it needs to happen and your partner won't put in the work with you, right? Maybe you go to them and you ask. Maybe you go to them and you say, look, things need to change. Maybe you go to them and you say, look, like this is important to me. This matters, right? This is worth it. And I'm, I'm willing to turn this around and I know we can do it. And they tell you no, right? They're, they're not willing to do the work. That is an awful, hopeless place to be. And when you're in that spot, you have to know the answer to this question of if one person can change a relationship. 
if you're in that spot, like so many people are, because you know, if one person can save a relationship, then you don't want to just give up. But if you can't, and if it if it really does take a combined joint effort of both of you going into this and putting in the work and trying to tackle it, well, then if your partner's not willing to do that, you don't want to sacrifice, right, yourself. I mean, you don't want to put yourself out there. You don't want to do the work. You don't want to do the emotional effort and make yourself vulnerable and wind up in a place of being hurt if that can't happen. Yeah, and the problem is that you don't want to be in a situation where you're not giving the try if it's worth it. And you don't want to be like throwing in the towel and tossing things aside when there is the possibility for positive change. And you don't want to spend years and years doing something for no reason. So here's the thing. Uh, one of the and one of the reasons we decided to tackle this, I said it's it's one of the questions we get the most. And it's also something that I see a ton of misinformation around here. This is something that even when we're talking, even when we're like looking at comments on our own videos and stuff, we constantly see misinformation around this. We work with all kinds of relationships and all kinds of people, right? People in all kinds of different situations. We work with people in situations where both people desperately want to fix a relationship. We work with people in situations where maybe there's just one person. We talk to those people, right? So, you know, these are conversations that we have hundreds of times a year, right? These are, are are things that we actively work with people on. And we decided that, you know, it's really important to give the answer, to correct the record, to correct the misinformation about this. And really once and for all answer this question of can one person change your relationship or do you need both? Yeah. And that's because a lot of folks find themselves in that. There's a lot of myths out there, right? There is this idea or myth that Everybody in a relationship should always put in an equal amount of work. And everybody should always have the equal amount of desire and drive. And this is really harmful because there are times in our relationships where we don't. Maybe I'm feeling a little more tapped out or I am not in a place to be able to focus or I'm not in a place to do that. And when we're under this impression that our partners have to give exactly the same amount of effort, the same amount of desire, the same amount of fight for something, right? If they don't, then we stop doing the work that we need to do. This is a really common misconception. Like we should both have the same amount of desire for things to work. And the the problem is that this is never actually true. Like two people never have the same amount of desire to do anything. Right. So if you go into stuff thinking, oh, we have to have equal amounts of desire, which, like I said, is a really common way of thinking, you're setting yourself up for failure because that will never happen. Like you will never have the same amount of desire and we never are willing to do the same amount of work. So that's fine. And that shouldn't be a hang up for you like that. You should recognize, like, hey, that's never going to be the case. There's always going to be some differences in that. But when there's a big gap and that's really what we're talking about. So let's just take that. Oh, we should all have equal desire and we should all be the same. Yeah. Let's just, let's just toss that out. We're done. We're past that. Okay. Because that's just never true. And we shouldn't, you should be able to look at anything in life and realize that you never want something the exact same as somebody else. And you never do the exact same amount of work for it. Let's set that aside. And what we're really talking about here is when there's a big gap in the desire and when there's a big gap in the amount of work that we're willing to do, that's the actual conversation that we're having. And that's where we get stuck. 
And the natural thought that we have, if I'm in a situation where you don't want to do as much work as me, or you know, you don't have the same drive to change things as me, the natural thought and also what a lot of people will tell you is that then your partner doesn't care. If Cassie isn't willing to do the same amount of work as me to save this relationship, if we're on the brink and Cassie's like, I'm just not willing to do X, Y, and Z, that means she doesn't care. But that's not true. That's really just ignoring how humans work because there's a lot of reasons that people wind up in that spot. Yeah, everything from maybe they put in a shit ton of work in the past. Maybe they put in a lot of effort and they're feeling worn. Maybe they are stuck and they just do not see a positive path forward. Maybe they're in a spot where they're stuck. They don't know if there's a a way to make it forward. Like they don't even believe that it exists. Not that they don't want it to, but that they don't believe that there is that possibility. Maybe they're not in the same place as you, right? Maybe they're not feeling the same exact pain that you are. Do you want to go into like why that might be a little different? I mean, there's a lot of reasons. You know, there's plenty of times in a relationship that you could be really suffering and I'm just not. And a really easy case of this, and definitely not the only one, is relationships where somebody's discovered that they're non-monogamous. And right, if I've discovered that I'm non-monogamous and you're just not willing to work with me on that, I I may be really struggling here and you may be perfectly fine. This is what you signed up for. Nothing's really changed for you, right? Like you signed up to be monogamous. So that's a really easy example, but there's a lot of things like that where one person's suffering a lot more than the other person. And perhaps some of this is more on your end to fix, right? Maybe you're the one who's jealous. Maybe you're the one that's got uh, resentment. Maybe you're the one who's having bad reactions. Maybe you're the one who's not communicating. Whatever it is, maybe... Some of these things actually do fall more on you than the other person. Because here's the thing, right? Like it's never relationship problems are never solely on one person, but there are situations and I'm not saying it's all or even most, but there are situations where one person does have a much bigger hand in that piece. And usually they realize it, right? I just had a conversation with somebody the other night who was like, I recognize that I am blowing up these conversations. I recognize that I've never gotten over this stuff from my past relationships. I recognize that really there's things we both could fix, but really I'm the one who's bringing these problems. So what's really important here, and this is what I want you to understand, like a lot of times it is possible, and this is the starting place for everybody to blow these myths and understand where things really sit. A lot of times you can have a partner who loves you. You can have a partner who would desperately love to see this relationship work, but who for whatever reason, they're not willing to do the same amount of work as you and by a lot. Yeah, and there comes that point of that decision. So once you realize that, once you realize that it is possible to have a partner and they're just not willing to put in the same amount of work, So you recognize, hey, it doesn't mean that they're a horrible person. It doesn't mean that I should just leave them. Okay, so then if this, if it's not just that I should leave, right? And it's not just that they're awful. Okay, then you have the question. Can one person change a relationship? Is it possible? That's the next logical step. And this is where this second myth comes into play. And a lot of people will tell you, no, it's not possible. One person can't change a relationship. And I want to tell you something. Anytime you get that kind of blanket answer from anybody about 
anything, you should start asking questions. Anytime you get that kind of blanket, no, never, you should automatically know there's some more here to discuss, right? Because if you buy into that kind of one size fits all answer to this kinds of things, you might lose your partner and lose your relationship and lose your family when you don't need to. Because it is possible under certain circumstances, right? Not under all, but this is the thing. It is possible under certain circumstances. Yeah, I will just say this. And that's what I was saying about this one size fits all kind of answer. It's not a no. It's not a yes. It's a it depends. So let's dive into what the depends are. As far as what it takes from your partner, not you, right? You're the one who's deciding I'm willing to do the work on my own and I'm willing to to step forward and do those things. The first thing is, is they have to really want the relationship to work. Now I'm being really clear here, okay? They have to want the relationship to work, not know how to do it, not necessarily be willing to take the steps forward right now, but they have to really actually want it, not give it lip service that, yes, I really do want the relationship to work, but whatever. Like they actually have to actually really want that. Okay. That's like the biggest thing. They actually have to actually want the relationship to work. There is a huge difference. And I think you'll hear it when I say it. There is a huge difference between I don't want this relationship to work, I don't want to be with you, or I don't care about this relationship anymore, and I want it, but I'm tapped out, or I want it, but I don't believe there's a path forward. I want it, right? I want it, but I need to see movement from you first because I've tried so many times and you've never returned it. There's a huge difference, and I think you can hear it when I say it. So there's a, you know, you may be asking, okay, well, how do I know Answer is kind of simple, maybe not entirely comfortable. This is what I tell people to do when I'm talking to them and they tell me they don't know. And they're in this situation. You can ask your partner. You can go to your partner and say, hey, look, this is usually how I tell people to ask this. And then I'm curious to hear if you tell people to ask this any differently. Is you can go to your partner and say, hey, look, listen, I, I understand. I understand that this relationship is not where either of us wants it to be. And I understand that you, you've really tried before. And I understand that right now, like you, you don't see a path forward, right? Or whatever your specific circumstances are, right? But like, I understand that like you, you really tried and, and that you really need to see some movement from me here, right? Or I understand that like, you know, like, like you, you just don't see a path forward and you're feeling really hopeless. And I totally get it. And I totally get that you're not in a place right now where you're, you're really willing to do the same level, to put in the same level of effort to fix this that I am. And I understand that, but I really need to know if I'm to step up, if I'm, if I'm to do the work, if I'm to put in the effort, if I'm to make some changes here, I really need to know, is this something that you want? Do you care about this relationship? Do you want this relationship to work? Are you open to the possibility of a path forward if I'm the one who's driving that change? And it might be a scary question, because you don't know what answer you're gonna get. Right? Anything you wanna tack in there? I know you've had no, this conversation I've, with I've plenty of people. I've had this conversation hundreds of times with folks. And the thing that I wanna tell you is it is scary. 
Because the answer is sometimes no. The answer sometimes is doesn't matter what kind of work you put in, what kind of changes are made. I'm not interested in seeing this relationship. I'm not I'm not interested in in, in our relationship working. But the, I'm not the, just tapped out, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not I'm not just to a point where I'm exhausted and I'm worn down. I'm I'm I don't want this anymore. But the really beautiful thing about this is that when your partner says I do want this to work. You know that they're being honest with you. That's what they want it. They just don't know how. And that is a big difference. We actually saw someone post, I need to see that my partner gives a flying F word in order for me to do the work. And here's the thing, <laughs> right? And the truth is, there's a big difference there between I don't care about you, I don't love you, but I want this and I don't love you. I don't care about you. And I don't want this. Or even I love you. I care about you, but I'm absolutely fucking done. No matter mm -hmm. what you do, no matter what changes, I'm done. So that's what it takes from your partner. It takes them wanting the relationship to actually work. Is there anything else you put on there? The last thing, just being open to the possibility of things changing in a positive way. And there's one thing I want to throw in here because I do think this is important and we didn't mention this. It, it is obviously easier always <laughs> if they're willing and excited to do the work with you. Don't get me wrong, but that's not the question that we're dealing with here. The question is, if your partner is not willing to do the work, what does it take to still fix that relationship and still make change and still have the kind of relationship that you want? Okay, so that's really at the end of the day, all it takes from your partner. So let's talk about what it takes from you. Well, the first thing is you have to be committed enough for the both of you, right? Because your partner is probably at this point, if they're to a point where they're not willing to do the work or they're stuck, their commitment level is probably not the same, but you have to be committed enough for the both of you as far as doing everything that you need to do in order to shift the relationship. That means you being willing to step up and do the hard work. That means you pushing through some of the hard conversations, the difficult things. It takes commitment to change any relationship. But again, when you're coming to this your own, really, you have to be committed enough for both of you. You have to have that drive enough for both of you because you're, you're doing the work to move both of you. And this is a conversation that we are very clear about when we're talking to people in this situation who want to make changes. You got to have that strength for the two of you. And so the next thing, which kind of piggybacks off of this, and, and this is something that we talk to every single one of the people that we coach, whether their partner or partners are there or not, you have to be willing to do the work on you without excuses. And as I said, we tell this to the people who are in the program and in, in our programs are working with us regardless of if their partner's there or not. But if your partner isn't working with you, this goes doubly for you, right? You have to be willing to work on your stuff, right? Like you have to be willing to do what you need to do to fix the areas and the problems that you're, you're bringing to the relationship and without excuses, right? You cannot have that excuse of, I'm doing this thing because my partner did this thing. I am not willing to do X, Y, and Z because they haven't done X, Y, and Z. 
It is, this is what I know I need to do and I'm going to do it because I need to do it because I need to work on myself. Or to put it in another way, in a conversation we we're actually just having with some of with with some of our clients, because we just got off one of our calls with a bunch of folks before getting on here. Literally like 30 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> you always, anytime you're trying to fix a relationship, at the end of the day, comes down to you showing up as the partner that you should and the partner you want to be. Anytime you're working on a relationship, if we're both sitting back and we're only willing to show up at how we should when you change, neither of us will ever change. And neither of us will ever show up. But like Cassie said, when it's just you making these changes, doubly so. This is you. And the next part of that is you have to be willing to take a leadership role. And I'll start with this. I don't give two shits. I don't care how you typically interact. I don't care if you have a power dynamic. We work with plenty of people in power exchange relationships. It doesn't matter for this to work right? The question here is, what does it take? For this to work, you have to be willing to show up in your relationship as a leader. Because at the end of the day, you are learning these new things, these new skills, these new tools, these new ways of being. And yes, it starts with you making those changes in yourself. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you have to start bringing those things back and implementing them in your relationship. And that takes being brave. It takes being willing to take a leadership role. It takes being willing to take a stand. It takes being willing to show up. It takes being a role model in your relationship. And that's why I was like, I was waiting for you to say it. This this is regardless of power exchange. This is regardless of anything else. You have to show up as a role model in your relationship. If you're the one learning these things, if you're the one doing these things, you have to have the you you have to show up and be the person who's this is what we need to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to lead. I'm going to lead the way for us to have a better relationship. So the last one is you have to be coachable and resourceful. When you're trying to make big change in your relationship, you have to be willing to change what you're doing. You have to be willing to take the advice that you're getting. You have to be willing to shift. And the last thing is being resourceful. And those who are showing up as themselves, is it's just, you have to be even more resourceful. And that means finding the time, finding the energy. Maybe your partner isn't doing this with you and now you gotta figure out how do I find the time? How do I find the energy to do X, Y, and Z? And being able to do that. You have to show up that way. Then this becomes the question, right? Because I told you it's that that when, when you get a yes or a no, like flat out to this, you really have to ask questions. So that's what it takes if you want to change a relationship as one person. That's what it takes from your partner. That's what it takes from you. But we're nothing if not honest here. So let's let's have this discussion. If it's just you showing up to change your relationship and you have those things, right? Like your partner's willing and is cares about this relationship and you're willing to, you're committed enough for both of you and you're willing to take a leadership role and you're coachable and you're resourceful and you're willing to work on you and show up as your relationship superhero. What are the outcomes you can expect? And so I'm gonna tell you here, but I've got a little caveat to this. I'm going to tell you very specifically if when I'm having this conversation with somebody and they wanna work with us, what outcomes I tell them they can expect. Because the, the, the truth is, understand that your these outcomes that I'm about to give you only apply if you're doing something, whether it's with us or not, that generates like 
real transformative change in your relationships. That's vastly different than anything that you've done before. That gives you the tools that you need to take back. Because I mean, at the end of the day, if you're not doing that stuff, right, and you, you really want to change, but you keep doing the same old stuff, then you can expect the same results. You can expect to stay stuck, right? So this is what I tell people they can expect, but understand again, that this is only if you not only make the decision to change, but you, you actually do something vastly different that generates real transformative change in your relationship. The first thing that you can expect to kind of change is going back to that, your partner actually caring, right? The thing is that they genuinely want your relationship to succeed. If they see that you're making progress and that it's positively affecting the relationship, they're going to want to move. They're going to want to move with you in that positive change. Many times what we see is the people that we work with, they bring back those skills and they're that driver in their relationship. And then their partner picks that stuff up because it's one of those things where I see that change. I want to just do as much as you are. One person right, can break the cycle of a lot of stuff in relationships. You know, one, one really good example is it takes two people to argue. And if you disagree with me on that, I really challenge you to explain how you can argue with somebody who isn't arguing back, how that argument then continues. So that's an example, right? One person can make these really disruptive changes, but this, and this is the important thing, and Cassie touched on this, is you, your partner, and this is why it's so important that this is why it's so important that your partner really want to make change here. Because the truth is, if your partner really wants to make change, if they really care about this relationship, it's never a matter of you're doing all the work and they are doing absolutely nothing. They feel that way at first, but it's never a matter of that, right? It's a question of the difference in the amount of work that they're willing to do. Because if I deeply love you, right? And, and I'm seeing things that are improving this relationship, I'm going to move. And it becomes a question of how much I move on, how much work I'm willing to do. So once your partner sees change, if they really genuinely care about the relationship, they will be willing to participate in some way and start making some of these changes with you. Now, that doesn't mean they're suddenly going to pick up as much work as you. And it's really important to have that understanding. Like you, you can't go into this with the motive of, oh, well, I'm going into this willing to do the work for both of us, but... In two weeks, I expect you to start doing the same amount of work. That's not how this works. But people do start moving. And, you know, what we see a lot with our clients, with most of our clients, is once the, the partner who's not doing the work really sees the changes, most of the time they wind up actually working with us directly themselves. Like they hop in with both feet and they, they decide they want to be a part of this process. But even if they don't, if they care about you, they will move. And your relationship will start shifting in a better direction. And you will start generating inertia and momentum as that relationship gets better. And no, again, it's not going to be as fast or as smooth as if both of you were full in on it from the beginning. But those changes will start to build up. And again, as they see more positive changes, they will move more. And as a relationship improves, they will move more. The worst case scenario in all this is you do the work, you level up yourself as a partner, but you know you did everything that you possibly could. And I'm not saying that's ever an easy thing, but at least you know you did everything possible that you could, and you've gained new knowledge and you've gained new perspective on what you're doing. And either they level up with you or they don't. And then that becomes an honest choice of your partner 
versus something that you just let happen. You made that effort to figuring things out and doing what you need to do in the relationship. Like I said, folks, we're nothing if not bluntly honest. And when we're talking to people, even people are like, oh, we really want to do this. We really want help. I have the same conversation about to have with you. Well, let's just cut through everything on this. This is really simple. If you're in a place where your partner is not willing to do the same amount of work as you, you know they really care about this relationship, you have a choice. And at that point, you choose to do the work and try and make it work, or you choose to give up and have the relationship go by the wayside. Because here's the truth of the matter, folks. If your partner is tapped out or they're not willing to do the work, if you don't choose to fix it, you're done. That's it. Like, it's not getting better. If I'm the one who cares more about doing the work at this point and I'm not willing to start making change, nothing's changing. So that's your choice, right? And when you choose that and you choose, yes, this relationship is worth it, I'm going to do the work. Like I said, one of two things happens. And I think it's super important to be really honest about this. What we see most of the time, right? If you really got into, if your partner really wanted this relationship to work and they did, they'll move most of the time. And that relationship will improve. And you can see massive change and massive transformation in that relationship, whether they wind up eventually doing, like jumping in with both feet the same as you did or not. But you can see a relationship completely turn around and go from a place of arguing and being on the brink to happy and healthy and being in love again, moving in a positive direction together, moving forward into the future on the same team. But that doesn't always happen. And if it doesn't happen, the worst case scenario is this. And you make that decision to do this. This is the worst case scenario. Like Cassie said, they don't rise to your level and you walk away. And I'm not downplaying this. Like it's an awful place to be. Like they don't rise to your level and you walk away and you wind up not in that relationship anymore. You did everything you could. You know you didn't give up. You know you showed up in that relationship. You didn't throw in the towel and you don't have to spend the next five years wondering what would have happened if I just tried. And you get to take those skills to your future relationships so that they don't turn out the same way. And I, I got to tell you, and like I said, we have these kinds of rough, honest conversations with people all the time. But the, the truth of the matter is, like I said, even in the worst case scenario, right? Most people are much more comfortable with knowing that they really gave it an honest shot than having to spend the time and the years and whatever wondering what if I just had tried? Would it have worked? What if I had just put in the work, right? And stepping back, like I said, because we're always flat out honest with people, but the truth of the matter is most of the time, like I said, most of the time though, if your partner really does care and you show up and you do the work and like I said, you bring real transformative change back to that relationship, your partner will move. And I can't tell you how many relationships we have seen totally transformed by that. And like I said, and, and we get the pleasure most of the time, not just of seeing those relationships transformed, but with us most of the time, the pleasure of actually watching that partner make the decision to jump in with, with both feet and then being able to help them as well. As you said, it might not be the same speed as you. It might not be the same exact way as you, but when our partners care and love us, when they see us improve and they're given 
And sometimes what it is, is it's given that break, right? That break of things not, not working, that break of things not being chaotic, that break of feeling like there's just nothing that works when and having the breaks. They're given hope. Hope. Yep. You got that's, it. That's that's go ahead. Sorry, that's all I wanted yeah. to say. When they're is given that, hope, that's yeah. what it is. You get to be that partner who brings that hope. Like, wow, like things are changing. Wow, there is something that can be different here. And when they love us, it's not about, again, that want. Obviously, they have to want it. It's that I didn't know this could happen. And now they get to see it. And seeing is believing for a lot of people. Unfortunately, that's true. Like sometimes our partners need to see that movement to then jump in. And that's what you get to do. You know, that that's the whole benefit of, of, of switching to like this belief that, yes, you can shift a relationship. Yes, it does require certain criteria. If you can meet that criteria, right? Your partner cares and you're willing to show up coachable, you're willing to do the work, you're willing not to make excuses for you not working on you. If you're willing to do all of those things, you can shift. So here's the thing. If you're in that situation where you're looking at your partner and they've been telling you they're feeling tapped out, they don't know how to make things work, they're just not in a spot to push forward anymore. What I want you to do is I don't want you to give up on your relationship. I don't want you to feed into that myth of if they're not willing to like go gung-ho it right now, it's doomed to fail. I don't want you to buy into that. I want you to actually take a look and see if, if you can, because there are so many people who are in that spot. There are so many people who for one reason or another have gotten to a point where they don't feel like they can, where their partners don't think they can, their partners are stuck. If you're that partner, if you're that person who's like, you know what, I can, and I'm going to, I'm gonna show up, I'm gonna do the work, and I am gonna be that advocate for my relationship. Reach out, book a call, because we've worked with so many people like you. So many people who have been in the same exact spot where they thought that because their partner was stuck, that their relationship was never going to move forward. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I do. You can set up a call to touchofflavor.com forward slash talk. But wow, that just like did that really fast. A touchofflavor.com <laughs> forward slash talk. And this is kind of what I want to say. If you're ready, if this is it, like I'm ready, like I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to do this. Like I recognize myself in those things that you said and I'm ready to do this, set up a call. But it's not just for you. Even if you're in a spot where you're like, I care about this relationship deeply, but I don't know. Even after listening to this, even after listening to this and all this information, I still don't know if this relationship is something that I can fix on my own. I don't even know if it's savable, period. I don't know. That's okay. It's not always something that is seeable, A, from being in it is, you know, the whole thing, it's hard to see the water when you're in the fishbowl, right? But more importantly, it, it's, it's something that's not easy to see without experience. And this is kind of like, you know, this is kind of the same conversation we have in polymono situations, which is a lot of the time it's possible. And when you're in it, it's really hard to know if your situation is one of those situations where it is possible to move past, right? Like you may be sitting and listening to this going, you know, I still don't know if it's possible. And that's, Fine, because here's what I can tell you. Helping people figure out if it is possible or it's time to do something else. It's time to move on. 
Uh, like maybe like you really do actually need your partner for this specific situation. I've right? had that conversation with folks where it's been, no, you cannot shift this on your own. <laughs> Put up a call too. Because you need an answer to that question of if this is something you can move, right? And unfortunately, you know, I could sit here and, and we can give you the general layout and tell you the questions to ask, which we did. And I don't think you're gonna get any better answers than you just got here. But sometimes if you're listening to all this and you're still not sure about your specific situation, it comes down to actually having a conversation one-on-one -on -one so we can actually figure out if it is something that you can do in your specific situation and your relationship. If you're ready and you're raring to go and this is something that you're ready to do and you're ready to make these changes in your relationship, book a call. But if you're still sitting here wondering if it's possible for you, if your relationship can be saved, if you can do this on your own, if this is applicable to where you're at, you book a call too. <laughs> because you need some help to figure that out. And we help literally probably more than 10 people a week figure out stuff like that. Like if the relationship even can be moved past at this point, okay? Like I said, you can do that at atouchflavor.com forward slash talk. It'll take you to our calendar. You'll get something set up with one of us and super easy and we can go from there, okay? This has been actually like a more emotional topic than I would have expected. <laughs> I'm really like getting into like the feels I have when I'm actually talking to people about <laughs> being stuck in this situation. Listen, folks, it's been amazing talking to you tonight. Like I said, this is something we're really passionate about. It's something we deal with a lot. It's something we've seen a lot of misinformation. And I don't think poorly meaning misinformation. I think that kind of just the, if this isn't something you deal with every day, that the common sense answer is it's a relationship. Of course it takes two people. I'm not downing anybody, not downing you if that's what you thought or if that's even what you've told people, certainly not that at all. But this is just a super important topic and we figured it was long past time for us to actually have this conversation with you. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF1.